Doing good. Uh, ready to talk sports again. It's been a couple weeks, so happy to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's a secret vendetta, I guess, apparently. So. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, all good. So, yeah, as far as I know. Good day, everybody. This is Ryan from 20 Minutes on Ice. Join me and my co-host Nick McVicker for opinions and analysis on the week that was in the hockey world. New episodes available every Tuesday, wherever you download your favorite podcasts from. 20 Minutes on Ice, part of the Garage Door Sports Network. Hey guys, it's producer Jake here from Betting House, the Garage Door Sports Network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast. Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at BettingHousePod where you can catch all our bets each week as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. All right, let's try this again. Now we seem to be having everything working. As I was saying earlier, my name is Nick McVicker. Welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Kyle, they heard you. They did not hear me. We are back. Let's get this going, my man, with our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferrara brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, check them out at canadakickingacademy.com or visit them at Canada Kicking Academy on Instagram. Kyle, this week... Big mm-hmm. things are happening in the NHL. We had the Stanley Cup champion. By the way, thoughts on that? Tampa winning, all the cap stuff. Any issues with that? I mean, it's within the rules technically. So it's it's they they learned how to use it and they learned how to abuse it, and they were the better team. So yes, it's 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 doesn't look great, but is what it is. Well, I mean that, and the fact that you know they tried to change it five years ago they were one of the few clubs that wanted to change it five years ago so that this didn't happen and then they basically said well you don't want to change it screw you we're gonna do it (laughs) yeah the the only thing i don't like myself is the fact that they are then boasting about it during the Stanley cup parade it's like that that's the one thing where it's like okay you did it you won the Stanley cup let it go go away don't make a friggin t-shirt out of it and wear it during the Stanley cup parade Fair enough. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the big thing coming up this week, and it's the expansion draft, dude. Mm-hmm. Protected list dropped today. Officially, they will be announced tomorrow, but they will yeah. drop tonight uh, to the NHL. What are you expecting from this? Are you seeing another NHL Vegas scenario here? Like, they're going to be really good right off the bat, or is this going to be 
a true expansion where they are probably going to struggle their first year or two? Um, I think it, I think it's going to be back to a true expansion, and that's purely because Seattle's asking for a lot in these trades. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are struggling with cap and uh, being complacent with that. And apparently, with all the rumors of people saying, is that Seattle is asking for you know the sun in the sky, basically, in all these trades. Um, kind of similar to what Vegas got, because Vegas got a lot of side deals going and that kind of stuff that. Uh, got a lot of picks, got a lot of, you know, players traded to them say, hey, don't touch this guy. Um, and they but ended up being players that played well. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I, I don't know if, you know, teams might be a little more hesitant now because of what happened with Vegas, right? So Vegas has been competitive since the, the day they walked into the, the NHL. Yeah. So um, I also think there's a lot less of high-quality players available, I guess what you could say. Um, you Especially know, on the goaltending aspect, which we'll get into. 100%. You know, there, there's there's some up and coming goaltenders who potentially could be good, but they haven't established themselves yet as a as a proven goaltender, right? Right. Um, there's the news that the, the Ben Bishop that we were talking about before, uh, him waving his no movement clause, but will he play again? That's... Yeah, we don't even know if he's ever going to play an NHL game again. Period. Let alone for an expansion team next year. Like, there's so many questions. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's up in the air. I, I think they'll they'll have a uh, an okay to good team, depending on some moves. You know, if there's some moves that happen uh, in the next, I believe, a couple of days, because I think the freeze starts on the twentieth. Is it or I think there's a there's a trade freeze before the expansion draft. That's all I know. Yeah, but, yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, not sure the exact date on it, but I mean, barring some uh, some miraculous trades in the next uh, couple of days, I guess, um, then. I think I don't think they're going to compete nearly like uh, Vegas did for sure. So, actually, the trade tree starts today. Okay. And it ends the twenty second. Yeah, the day after the draft. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, there's so many question marks going into this one that it's going to make it really hard. Like, who is actually going to be available? We've seen a couple players wave no trade, no movement clause. Um, you mentioned Bishop. Weber also waved his. He's not – there's a very good chance he doesn't play next season because of all those injuries. And by the way, can we give this guy an insane amount of credit for what he was able to do in the playoffs with, like, injuries up and down his body? 100%. And the fact that he's not going to be able to play next year because of these injuries just makes it that much more impressive for a team that had no business being in the in the final, we thought. He yeah. brought them there, and oh my god, incredible, incredible! Hundred percent. Um, but he he waived his no movement clause. Does Seattle pick him up and put him on LTIR just to save him for a year and just be like, "Hey, welcome to Seattle. Come join us." <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing for that is who else is exposed for like Montreal? Oh, right? Of course, I was just are, are they are, are, no, are, are they going to protect Druin? Right, Druin had that whole issue where he missed all three quarters of the season, with like uh, I guess they called it a personal matter, is what they called it. So, does Montreal use a spot to protect him, or do they like save somebody else? Right, some of those guys in Montreal are exempt, so we'll see what happens there. But to me, like if I'm Seattle, I, I would rather have a, a Ben Sherratt or something like that, who you know is going to play and 
is essentially a younger light version of Weber. So, yeah. um, I mean, so Jake it, Allen's it, also available too, right? Like, true. They're going to yeah. have to protect Price. Yeah. Unless Price waves his no movement clause, and then who? That that just throws an entire wrench into everything. There's no there's no chance of do that because then the, then Seattle will take him. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if he does for some oh. crazy reason, like that just throws an entire wrench. I'm not saying he will. I don't think he will. Yeah. But could you no. imagine that? Could you imagine Price waves his no movement clause? <laughs> I I can't fathom it to be honest. That's just one of those like, if that were to happen, it'd be like, okay, every other team is calling because clearly that means Price wants out. So it's like, all right, yeah, what do you want for him? Well, they can't because the trade freeze is on. So he's Seattle's to take if they want him. True. True. Which is just, again, that's just craziness. We're, we're not actually going to get it. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a possibility yeah. at this point, but yeah. hey, cra- crazier things have happened. Um, who do you think the biggest name is going to be taken by Seattle in the draft on, on the 21st? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Weber is a big name. We've already talked about Bishop, obviously, is a big name. Mm-hmm. But they're, neither of those guys are going to play. Um, I mentioned Allen. I think he might be a good pick as either a starter or a backup, depending on who they pick from other teams. Like, I know that you were talking about Vanasek, and we'll get into the goalies after, but Vanasek yep. might be taken from Washington. But I actually see TJ Oshie going from Washington mm-hmm. just because you need you need a guy like that uh, to help secure the forward position. So Oshie, Allen, big names there. Who do you have? Um, biggest name, I think, is probably going to be P.K. Subban. Um, especially with the Devils picking up Ryan Graves. Uh, Not happy day. about that, by the way. <laughs> I mean, they got a great deal, to be honest. So, um, with with them picking up Ryan Graves, it allows them to expose P.K. Subban, get that $9 million cap hit off of their cap. So uh, for the Devils, it just makes sense. For Seattle, um, it's a big-name player. It's it's a it's a guy you can put your your first jersey on type of thing and have him be the the poster boy I guess what you could say, I mean if they take Oshi with him being a local kid they'll do that as well but PK Subban will be right up there with with names and he'll be uh, he's got a great personality does well for the community so it's one of those like all right he's he's worth it of a pick um, other he's big still, guys by the way he's still doing great stuff for the Montreal community and he hasn't been there for four or five years now. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's incredible. This guy is community based. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, we don't hear as much of what he's doing in New Jersey, and that's probably because it's New Jersey. But um, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing wonders down there. So absolutely. Um, other big names, I guess, to me would be probably potentially the, lo- the Lightning losing Yanni Gord potentially. Um, big, big. Uh, Big loss there, especially with what he's brought to that team. He's been the centerpiece of that third line. They're already losing Coleman for sure in the offseason um, because they don't have the cap. Um, you know, you're losing Yanni Gord and potentially Goudreau, you're losing that entire third line, which carried you through parts of that playoffs. So um, I look at that. Other than them, you know, JVR and uh, Dadnoff potentially uh, as different options there too. Um, JVR is on the downswing of his career, but still will pop you 20 plus goals. Most likely, you just stick him from the net, and he, he, he does that for you. So, yeah, um, the uh, I, w- I would have said Matt Dumba too, but with Suter waving as no trade or with getting waived, um, or 
bought out, I guess, whatever. Brave um, to be bought out. Yeah. Now, now they can protect him. So yeah. I was um, going to say that too. I was interested with that one when I heard the news because they're doing both Parise and Suter are getting waived, yeah. right? And bought out. That's a lot of cap to be bought out. Like, yeah, I think it's like uh, six point something million a year for the next eight years they're paying. Yeah, that's. So. That's a lot, man. They're in. Tr- I think they are in a lot of trouble after a really good year. That can yeah, hurt them I mean, back significantly moving forward. Hundred percent, and then it's one of those. Uh, it, it frees them up some cap space this year, but they'll be hindered for the next couple of years. So yeah, we'll like looking at it, it's four point seven next year. So for yeah. this next season, after that, it's twelve point seven, and then fourteen point seven, fourteen point seven, and then it goes down to one point six. At for yeah. the two years after that, which is just crazy. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a different different aspect uh, to me. I look at Vince Dunn. For yeah, C- Vince uh, Dunn C- was Lewis. one that I was looking at. Um, young, intriguing player has gotten some chance to prove himself, but not a whole lot. So he uh, also, you know, Seattle could potentially pick up Vince Dunn and go ahead and literally trade him too. So yeah. Um, could be it could be a trade piece as well to try and get some, maybe some picks, get some get some other players here. Who knows? Maybe they take on a bad contract, send off Vince Dunn, get a couple first and seconds or whatever it may be. So, um, I think once the list finally comes out tomorrow, I think it'll be we might see a few surprise names too. You never know. Absolutely, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, those are definitely the players I think are going to be the most intriguing that I think are going to be left off. So yeah. Um, what about a Josh Bailey? from the Islanders. He's he's a guy who it almost looked like he fell out of favor a little bit in Long Island this year. Um he's still a great a top player. Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to deny that. He's the assistant captain on the team. But they have guys that they have to protect and he doesn't look like he's going to be protected. Is he a guy who gets picked up by Seattle? Um we talked we kind of talked about Nashville, Johansson Duchesne. You mm-hmm. and me talked about it off air. They could both be a good top six addition to this team maybe a second line center i don't think either of them are first line centers as we've talked about numerous times kyle i don't think either of them are actually a top line center but one of them is probably going from nashville because i don't really see i don't really see anybody else but what about this one and this is what i'm going to post you florida keith yandel just waived his no movement clause he is available in the expansion draft now. I thought he got bought out. Nope. He did not get no. bought out. He waived his no movement clause. Um, I believe. Last time I checked, he waived his no movement clause. I'm just trying to think of who else would be available from Florida that they could Well, take. everyone was going to say Drieger, but... I mean... If, oh, I'm if sorry. You... They did buy him out. Crap. Never mind. Ignore me. They did buy. I, gonna, I only I was, saw. I only saw he got waived. So, because uh, I was going to say, if, if it if it is Drieger that you're potentially taking, that's a UFA. That's a very ballsy move. Um, but they do have two days to, I believe, from Sunday to or Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. They have two days to um, talk to the UFAs, RFAs, and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. and, and have uh, negotiating rights ahead of time. So. Potentially, if you're going to guarantee Drieger to be starting and you say, hey, we're going to take these guys, uh, these goalies, they'll be your backups or they'll, they'll compete with you for a starting spot. Yeah. 
There's then, no, there's no way they can guarantee anything until they see people actually play, right? Like, I, yeah. no, hundred percent. But it better be one of those. Do they guarantee him a spot? Because otherwise, he's UFA. He's not going to sign with them. Yeah, he'll, know, exactly. he'll, sign, he'll go and sign with the team that can guarantee him being a starter. And I don't know if Drager's ready to be a starter, but that's a different story. So, yeah, um, it'd be. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what where the certain players are going to go with the, especially with the Panthers. Yeah. Maybe they take a. Uh, a young defenseman or a defenseman from Florida, maybe they take like a Radko Gudis, get some uh, physicality on that team. Who knows? Yeah, no, there's uh, there's some interesting spots. Um, I also am interested to see where who they take from Colorado. I think it could be like a Jonas Donskoy now that they moved yeah. Graves, mm-hmm. who would be a great addition to an expansion team. He's a hard-nosed player. Same with Carolina. I could see Warren Fogle or somebody like that going as well. Another just, just a tough kind of player – good third possibly second line if you need him to jump up sort of thing these guys aren't going to blow you away but we didn't really expect vegas to blow us away either they were all second and third line guys who just exploded so uh, there's a lot of interesting a lot of interesting movement pieces that we're still waiting to see who will actually make it onto these lists Mm -hmm. and i guess the big question now kyle is who is the starting goalie for game one of the Seattle Kraken franchise. Put me on the spot here. Absolutely, um, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I am going to say... I'm going to say Braden Holtby. Is what I'm going to okay. say. Just because I don't think there's anybody else available for the Canucks that are even worth taking. Um, you know, Maybe a Zach McEwen, but is that even worth really a pick? Probably not. Um, so I would say Holtby as he'll be exposed to them protecting Demko, um, unless Ben Bishop somehow gets healthy and then he gets a clean bill of health before he's taken. Um, I could see him potentially starting, but I, I'm going to go with Holtby as my guy. So. Okay. I like that one. Um, whew. I am going to agree with you that Holtby's probably the game one starter. Mm-hmm. But don't be surprised if you see a Malcolm Subban on this Seattle roster as well. Yep. Chicago doesn't have a whole lot that they can give up as in regards to players mm-hmm. that I would be willing to take as well. Maybe Nikita right. Zadorov. Even, even that, I'm not 100% convinced that someone would take a shot at him. So <laughs> could we see Malcolm Subban become the first player to be drafted by both? I mean, potentially, yeah. <laughs> right? Like he was. He was drafted by Vegas. So, see so him oh. for the three-peat. Or the two-peat, I guess. That's yeah, it. I mean, potentially you could talk about Flurry doing that, too. That one's less likely, though, in my mind. No, I'm saying Flurry for this one, right? I know. I, I, I still so, think that one's less likely in my mind. No, he, I can't be, he can't be drafted. Vegas doesn't have a player get drafted. Oh, yeah, true. Right. So, no, he won't be unless he gets – he can't even be traded. He might end up in Seattle, but he can't be drafted both times. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't at all. Like, I like Vegas literally should lose somebody, especially based on how that team's going. But I don't care. They've I mean, been in the league whatever. for four years now? Yeah, they've Five. been in the playoffs every year. They've been in the – well, not even that, but they've been in the league for four years. They've had four years of drafts. They've had four years – to put their team together. You can lose you can stand to lose a player. 
Yeah. If it was the year after, no, you you don't have to lose a player because that's not fair. You just had one draft and one and your expansion draft. Yeah. I get that. That's not fair. Four years, you can stand to lose a player. I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, you're fine. I, I don't know. But, you and me are on the same page for that, though, so it's perfect. it's not a big deal. Um, looking ahead, are you excited for this draft, or do you even care? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the the reason why I like it so much is just the wheeling and dealing. I like <laughs> it's it's the uh, to me it's just exciting to see who actually gets picked, and then obviously once tomorrow happens, once everything's announced, who's actually uh available then it's like okay now it really starts now it's like all right who's gonna get taken now it's it's it makes it a little more real i guess is what you could say yeah you know, uh, up until once the list comes out it's all speculation and oh well this person might get exposed this person well now we know who's exposed so um i'm definitely excited i'll, I'll definitely i'll definitely be uh watching that for sure so. yeah and if you want to catch what me and ryan are thinking the roster will look like we are doing our show tomorrow night yep. after the rosters come out we are doing an expansion draft so that'll be a lot of fun that'll be good it'll be a lot of graphic make makeup tomorrow for me <laughs> once we figure out what the rosters look like but we're gonna have some fun with that so join us tomorrow night at 9 30 hopefully assuming that we're going on time it's 9 30 sometimes we have to push it a couple minutes but 9 30 is the target um, so join us then. It would be a lot of fun. That'll do it for our kickoff segment, Kyle, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Daniel and Gabe are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the ne- next level, visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at CanadaKickingAcademy. Also, huge shout out to Gabe, CFL training camps. Love seeing his Instagram. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, Kyle, but uh, yeah. the Guelph Griffins did a uh, picture of his locker with his jersey number and everything. <laughs> and it was, it makes you. me so happy because I've known this guy for so long. Like Me and yeah. Gabe go way back. So it's so cool to see him... Uh, having the success that he is and, and moving on to the next level. And hopefully he can continue to do that. Absolutely. Um, as far as we go, we're going to take another quick break here. Uh, after the break, Kyle, we're going to talk some Olympics. We haven't yes. actually talked Olympics since you and me have been doing the show. Did you know that? No, I don't. Yeah. We have not talked Olympics. So we get to talk some Olympics and we'll do all that when we come back. Hey everyone, this is Irfan Manju from Touchline Thoughts. We are an all-soccer podcast hosted by yours truly with guests every episode. We provide news, analysis, and opinions every episode as well. Touchline Thoughts is powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Cheers. Alright, we are back. Seattle Expansion Draft done we covered that yep now we get to move on to something that we have not talked about on the show and it is the olympics and i'm super excited that we get to talk about this because i think it's going to be a lot of fun um i'm going to start off with the biggest question that is always on everyone's mind kyle and it's the easiest one to ask what are you most excited about watching what event any individual athlete that you're super excited about watching any team sport that you're super excited about watching 
Um, well, I mean, personally, it'd, it'd be me to me. The rugby sevens is, is always interesting to watch. Um, that's my kind of go-to it's my type of sport that I like to watch. I'm not exactly a trampolinist person to watch that kind of stuff. That's not my thing. Um, oh, come on, Rosie. No, not happening. Um, but yeah, rug, I would say rugby sevens, you know, um, maybe a little women's basketball, women's soccer, that kind of stuff. Um, Honestly, I, I would have really only watched stuff that Canada's kind of in, but that's just me personally. Um, you know, the men's soccer should be good as well, but we'll see how that goes. Um, not sure if it's going to be very similar rosters to the Euro or what's uh, it's under twenty threes. Oh, okay. Under so you think you're allowed to have two players over the age of twenty three, but everyone else has to be under twenty three. So it's it's a young roster. So that that that, that would make things interesting and make things uh, see how they go, see how some countries develop their players. So, um, but I would say definitely the most one that I will watch would be, uh, the rugby sevens. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. And, um, that rugby sevens is so much fun to watch. It is an underrated sport rugby period. And 100%. Uh, people really need to take a chance and watch that. I'm really excited to, obviously we don't see it very often, but the uh, track and field stuff is always fun to watch for me. Like the hundred meter, the 200 meter. I love watching the hurdles because those people are freak athletes running a 10 second, hundred meter with jumping over things at the same time. It's just incredible to me. I love it. Um, I also like some of the swimming events. Like Canada has one of the top swimmers (laughs) in the world in Kylie mass right now. Really want to see how well she does in her event. She's projected to get a gold medal, and we're going to talk about Canada and medal predictions and all that fun stuff. But (laughs) she's projected to get a couple medals, actually. Um, But she's projected to get a gold in the 100-meter backstroke. I want to see how well she does. I got to watch her compete uh, in university when the – during the provincials, the OUA finals and stuff like that. And that was just ridiculously cool to watch. There's going to be some interesting team stuff for Canada too, like beach volleyball. Yep. The women are ridiculously good, the pair of them, and they're projected to make them to medal. Um, Andre de Grasse, obviously, we talked about him uh, in previous events. He's projected to get a medal in the 200 meter, possibly 100, but yep. more realistically 200 because that's his event. But let's, yeah. I want to talk about this, and this is something, obviously, we're going to be a little biased here because we are Canadian. We follow Canadian sports. Canada's only projected for four gold medals, Kyle, and right now projected 21 medals overall. Yep. I get that it's the Summer Olympics. But does that number seem low to you, either the four or the 21? It like to me it just seems low and i know it's summer so i get that we're not the best at the summer olympics we excel at the winter olympics and we're competing near the top for the number of gold medals but 21 medals for our largest contingent ever i think it's 200 and something people going what is it uh, 350 total 224 women or something like that okay so. yeah so i'm not even close 300 almost 350 going their largest uh, summer a, lot, a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those are teams, right? So you have the rugby sevens teams, and but still, teams. but still, yeah. um, I mean, the only the only one I would say would be low would potentially be the total medals. The gold medals were were in more tough, right? Like, well, yeah, um, like Mass should get potentially should win a gold. Um, I mean, you got 
Penny too, who potentially could be up there as well. Um, He's actually not projected to win anything. Yeah. Um, Andre DeGrasse will be in tough. Obviously, he's competing with the best in the world, so it's he's in tough to actually win a gold, but he should win a medal depending on how things shape out. Um, so, I mean, it, it's I would say the total medals would be a little bit uh, should be a little bit higher, but. I mean, you never know. It, it shows the competition that that's at the Olympics. It's it's nothing's guaranteed to be a medal, right? So and we also uh, we have to make it very clear: these are projected medals. Doesn't mean that this is actually how it's going to end up. Canada's not guaranteed to get twenty-one medals. We yeah. could end up with five, or we could end up with fifty. Like things could go crazy, and we could end up with a ridiculous number. It just seems like a low number for me. Yep. And I, I and I keep saying I know it's the Summer Olympics, but. We're such a diverse country. Like, mm-hmm. we we should be able to put together a decent roster of people going to the Olympics. Yeah, you would think. You know, like uh, we're gonna get disappointed in tennis because you know two of our potential uh, medal hopefuls, I guess, yeah. opted out. Right. So there's there's been some there's been some Olympians that have opted out, obviously with the whole COVID thing and. Apparently this morning there was a scare in Tokyo with, with positive tests and stuff as well. So, yep. uh, I mean, it's one of those uh, is competing going to be on the, the top of their mind potentially. You know, is COVID going to be on the top of mind? Some people and potentially, you know, f- uh, fake them out a little bit. Who knows, right? I so, think, I think it's a good thing to ask, and I think the biggest thing for me is that before they step foot in the arena that they're competing in, yep, COVID will be all over their mind these people will probably be hidden in their rooms i know it's the olympics so the olympic village is its own beast and i don't want to pretend like we know what happens in the olympic village because (laughs) i'm gonna go with craziness yeah yeah. there's been there's been a few uh there's been some stories told yeah yeah a few stories but let's just focus on the actual event i think once they step foot in their venue after the change room after they do their testing and they're actually in the venue. So for these swimmers, they're on the pool deck. For the athletics people, they're on the track or they're in the middle of the track doing their field stuff, right? For the soccer players and the rugby players and the baseball players, when they touch the field, right? They will be super focused on the event. Outside of that, COVID will be through their mind the whole time. And that's the biggest concern, and I get what you're saying. So we could see athletes from other countries have that problem too we could see athletes not make it to their event as well yeah for sure. not because they're like super sick or anything but as soon as you test positive you're pretty much done the yeah. olympics are a 17 day event that's it that's all you get and you have, have to quarantine for 14 days or 10 days whatever it ends up being but right like thankfully i i think a lot of the athletes are there already I would assume most of the athletes are there already. So if they mm-hmm. have tested positive, that gives them a week and a half, basically, head start. Yeah. But if you don't test negative twice, you're done. Yeah. You have to test negative twice. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Like that, This is something that has never happened at an Olympic before. We have never had to deal with this. So no, we, it, could see, it, we could see teams, we could see athletes just drop out because they're they can't participate yeah and it's it's scary to think like yes there's the vaccines and stuff like that but 
there's always a chance you can still get it. It doesn't mean you're immune to it. That's the biggest thing. So, yeah. and, and even if it's on their mind or whatever, like if, if I'm a person in, in the, you know, that that's staying in Tokyo, it'd be like, I would, wouldn't be going out anywhere right now. And that's just, it's sad to say because Tokyo is an amazing place and, and would be a place to travel and go see things once you're done your event. Right. It's like, you could be done your event two days in, and all of a sudden now you have two weeks to go do whatever you want. But at the same point, now it's you, under now you it's under um, emergency yeah. protocols in Tokyo right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those like, and it's it's a sad reality because it's you can't do anything. So it's like, it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, it'll be in the back of people's minds for sure. So. Absolutely, and I mean, we could talk about this. Like, do you think the game should be going on when there's an emergency protocol going on in Tokyo? Like, that's a whole other thing. But yeah. yeah. And, I mean, your opinion, Kyle, quickly. We don't have to get too deep into it. What do you think? Do you think they should be doing it with an emergency protocol in Tokyo right now? I, I personally say no. But, I mean, there's going to be lots of people that are, are against that that point of view. So, um, I mean, yeah, you know, we got to do it every four years. Well, we canceled it last year and pushed it back for this year. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I say no, but that's just me. And I get that these athletes have been working their entire lives to get here. And some of them only get one chance just based on age stuff and only being able to qualify once. It sucks. I get it, but (laughs) we're still at the end of the pandemic. It's not over. Like we're opening up in Canada and I'm still concerned. Yeah. And I'm, I'm double vaxxed. But it doesn't mean that I'm immune, as you said. Like, double vax basically means that you can't get it as severe as you would have got it if you got it without the vaccine. Yeah. That's all it means. I can still get it. I'm terrified that people are going to do stupid stuff in public just because I've seen people do stupid stuff in public. (laughs) Well, you know people are going to do stupid stuff. That's because that's people. It's human. It's human nature to do stupid shit. Yeah. So... There's, and there's all the questions about, like, moms, right? Not being able to bring their kids, like, athlete moms, not being able to bring their kids to the games. Yep. Some of them are really young, like uh, uh, Morgan from the U.S. women's soccer team. Her mm-hmm. daughter's not even two? Not even one, maybe? Yeah. She's not allowed to bring her. Right? It's, it's that kind <laughs> of stuff that it's just like, okay, well, that kind of puts up a red flag to me that says we probably shouldn't be doing this event yeah i mean like i get why the kids aren't allowed i understand that part no i get not, it but but yeah no it's one of those like, if that's the case and then why are athletes even doing this in general but yeah. i don't know yeah. and i'm seeing like a bunch of people a bunch of like reporters are going over and they're like yep on my way today gotta yeah. make sure i test negative twice as soon as i get there it's like oh like that sounds awful to me traveling just to get tested yeah i mean it, it is what it is and it's it's going to be how it's going to be for the next little while if you're traveling anywhere you're gonna to have to get tested no matter what but yeah. i mean it's one of those as uh, as a reporter if you if you were to test positive now all of a sudden they, you're you're uh i guess the news what do you, what do you call it that's it yeah like gotcha. all of a sudden now you, have, now you have to send somebody else like can't send them because you got to, you know, that has to pause and they got to send somebody else. You got to, you know, make well, them. No, I think there's going to be a lot of virtual stuff still too. Yeah. Like I know they they want people on the ground and I get that, 
it's yeah. it's better to have a reporter on the ground talking to people personally. But yeah. there's still going to be Zoom conference calls oh, and course. stuff like that. There has to be. But I mean, like, if you want somebody on the ground, then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we got to send somebody else. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. So. Well, they they might not be able to. A lot of them. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, let's get back into the uh, the games. We've yep. kind of we kind of harshed the mellow a little bit. Let's get into something that's even more harsh for the USA basketball team. They're struggling, dude. They mm-hmm. are really not doing well going into the Olympics. Is that a is that a concern for USA basketball? Like they've lost to some decent competition. Nigeria was a surprise. Australia is a good team, not a great team, but a good team. Is that a yep. concern heading into the Olympics for you? Um, I mean. Yes, no, not really. Like I, I, st- I still have the most talent on the teams by far. It's not even close. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure about the two players that replaced Beal and Love. I don't really understand that whole part. But what, JaVale McGee uh, and uh, Keldon Johnson? Yeah, not sure about that. Um, but I mean, I still tr- I still trust them enough to to win it all. Like, yeah, I, I, I barring some miraculous upsets in the actual olympics i don't see it happening so um this is by far their best team or their worst team in a, in a little while that they've actually sent to the olympics but even their worst team is still better than 99 percent of the other teams out there so i mean watch watch out for australia i think they are definitely a team to watch um they will be an interesting team that potentially could go all the way we'll see what happens but um, they're definitely a team to watch in my mind. So, yeah, I could see Australia doing really, really well. Keep an eye on Nigeria too. I think they're going to surprise teams. Not, I don't think that they're going to be like world beaters or, and go all the way. But yeah. they're in a group with Australia, Germany, and Italy. Don't be surprised if they might finish second. Yep. In that group, just because they play hard, they do not give anything up. Um, they lost to Australia big in the in their last game in like pre tournament stuff, but yeah, still, <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> also, I wouldn't be surprised if Argentina struggles. They got an interesting group with Japan, Slovenia, and Spain. Yeah, they did not look good against the states, and I know the states were angry after losing two games, but they did not look good. And I would be very surprised if Argentina comes out of that group unscathed, if they come out of that group at all. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely definitely is a possibility that they don't get out at all. That's the real question. So right, it'll right. be uh, interesting to see what happens with that one. They lost to Nigeria, ninety-four to seventy-one. They lost to Australia, and they got blown out by the states by twenty-eight points. Yeah, and their three pre-tournament games, like. That's a con- that's a concern to me, if I'm the Argentinian fan base. Like they do not look good going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Scola is old. Yeah. As much as he was fun to watch, he's old. <laughs> it's not good enough anymore. Um, there's not a whole but, lot of top end talent on that team to begin with. Like, no. I honestly yeah. I can't name another player on that team. Um, I, I don't even know what the actual roster is. Like, I I, I'll read out the roster. You tell me how many of these guys you actually know. Uh, Marcos yeah. Delia, Patricio Garino, Scola, uh, Facundo Campasal, 
Campasso, sorry, uh, Nicholas Brusino, Leandro Bolmaro, Francisco Cafaro, Gabriel Deck, Lotaro Berra, Luca Vildoza, Maximo oh, yeah. Federup, F J E L L E R U P, Federup, I don't know, uh, Juan Pablo Valuet, uh, N Lapro Vitola, and Tayavec Galisi. Okay. Did did you recognize any name from that list? Nope. Like that's concerning to me. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. It's one of the like, I just that's uh yeah, I don't really know any of them. So maybe they're great. Um maybe they're great over in Europe. I don't know. Yeah, but... I just I just don't recognize them, which is weird. Like I remember Argentina used to be a top team all the time. Mm-hmm, for sure. They don't strike me as a top team right now. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it. So, uh, any other thing you want to talk about be the Olympics before we get to the final thoughts for this week, Kyle? Um, I'm just kind of hoping that, uh, that Canada shows up and, and does well. You know, I mean, they're, they're not known for the Summer Olympics, but I'm kind of hoping that they, uh, they do beat the 21 medal projection that they, uh, they're projecting for them. So, um, Let's hope that happens. I forgot to say an event I'm super excited to watch, by the way. Um, skateboarding is in the Olympics, dude. Interesting. Yeah, I'm actually excited to watch this. Obviously, like you know, my brother is a huge skateboarder. Anyone who f- knows my brother <laughs> knows that he's uh, big into skateboarding. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. Also, because I know a lot of the background from, from him, because he knows a lot of the people that compete in these events. Yep. And some of the background stuff is hilarious to listen to. And I will fill you in on Kyle at some point. This is stuff that I would not say on there. 100%. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how they put it all together. And there's a lot of controversy around this. And the skateboarding community as a whole is very reserved about putting skateboarding in the Olympics. Because they don't want it to go too commercial, if that makes sense. Like skateboarding is a community. And it always has been. They're worried that in the Olympics, it's just going to go commercial and everyone's going to try skateboarding and it's going to ruin the community vibe of it. Right. Which I get. I, I kind of get. understand where they're coming from in that. But yeah. they also want to grow the popularity. So they want it to be visible. And the Olympics is a great opportunity for that. So they're kind of torn. The whole community is kind of torn. Right. Um, so it will be interesting to see how they, they put that together. Um, also, folks, good luck trying to watch it in North America because you're going to be staying up late. Yeah. Uh, with the games in Tokyo, 13-hour time difference, the regular time slot will be from, oh, roughly 6 p.m. Is that 7 a.m. over in Tokyo? Yep. To 10 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. I will be watching them all. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'll be watching the second half of every day. I'll <laughs> yeah. be sleeping through the first half trying to get enough sleep, but I will be doing some stuff with CBC for the Olympics, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, all right, Kyle, we are at the end of the show. It's a short show today, folks. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still 45 minutes, but it's a short show. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. um, final thought for the week, my man. Um... Final thought. Uh, Shohei Otani um, 
giving the uh, 150k prize uh, to the angel staff. I mean, 150k or whatever for doing it. Um, for give the it derby. back for the derby. Yeah, for the derby as well as um, all the All Star Game jerseys being uh, sold to charity. Otani was yeah, 70 just, hold, on, hold on, hold on, higher than. Hold on. Let's go through some of the numbers. Uh, yeah. Fernando Tatis was 2,500 yep. last time I checked. Vladdy was 2,000. Yep. Uh, the next highest was like 900. Mm-hmm. So big drop off from there. Otani, last time I looked at the number, this is yesterday morning. Yeah. $111,000. 45 times Fernando Tatis. That's messed up <laughs> yeah and it's just like it just shows the year he's having and just it's it's outstanding to to watch and it's it's great for that so um the fact that his stuff is selling that high is just mind-boggling so um you know i mean all, all the power to him I, I hope him and vlad have a great race to see who ends up being the mvp um and, and we'll see if we go from there. So, yeah, uh, and I, a lot of people are, I think, sleeping on Vladdy because of what Osani's doing. Yep. But Vladdy came out very, very angrily after the All Star game and hit two home runs last night. I say that joking, Vlad. I don't think Vlad has an angry bone in his body. The guy's the happiest kid in the world. Hundred percent. And you love to see that's the, those are the kind of athletes him and Otani are both just happy people. Those are the kind of athletes you want to market. Oh, absolutely. Because it's easy to market a guy who's happy. Everyone wants to be happy. And honestly, if, if these two go back and forth for, for the next little bit in, especially even years to come too, it's one of those, I don't think anybody's gonna have a problem with either one of them winning an MVP. Like nobody's going to complain about, you know, no offense to Bryce Harper, but not a lot of people like Bryce Harper. If Bryce Harper won an MVP, people will be like, eh, whatever. I don't really think there's a whole lot of people that don't like Otani or Vlad because there's not a whole lot to not like about them. So No, that's exactly what it is. Right? So it's, it's nailed yeah. it on the head there, Kyle. Yeah. So it's one of those, if they can compete for uh, for years to come, it'll be a, a very interesting race for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited to watch to see who ends up winning the uh, MVP this year between these two, just because Otani is doing incredible things. Yep. But Vlad's on another level at hitting. Yep. Otani might have more home runs, but overall hitting ability, Vlad is just on a whole nother level than pretty much everyone in the league right now, which is ridiculous because he's what in his third season. Yep. It's incredible to watch. Uh, what did quickly before we move on to my final thought? What did you make of Stephen A. Smith's comments about um, MLB's top player not being able to speak English? I just I'm curious because I think it's crazy, but he's a moron. Stephen A. Smith is one of the worst reporters ever. That's just a story there. Um, I actually don't agree with that statement. Stephen A. Smith does hunt for hot hot button yeah, issues sometimes he likes, yeah he's not the worst reporter he's actually when he knows his stuff he's actually a good reporter this no, was when, a ridiculous I'm, when, I'm, when i'm saying the worst i don't actually mean the worst it's it's like it's one of those like i just don't like it, it That's fair. and it was one of those um 
I, you, you can't make that comment just because he focuses more on basketball and every all the basketball players can speak English. Um, doesn't mean you can make a comment about other things. Like it, it'd be like an MVP in the NHL who you know maybe comes over from Russia, doesn't speak a whole lot of English, Russia, Sweden, or something like that. Yeah, whatever it may be, right? And you can't make that comment. If they're the best player in the in the league, they're the best player in the league. You you can't deny that. It doesn't matter if they don't speak English or not. Like well, sorry, he was saying he was saying it was uh, marketability that would be the biggest issue. I'm sorry, you could market either of him or Vlad. Neither of them speak great English. Yeah. Vlad has an interpreter as well. 100%. I would I would have no problem using either of those guys in a marketing campaign. Because mm-hmm. so, we just said I it, mean, they both love the game. It, it's if you if you're good at the game and you enjoy playing it. And, and you're the best in the league, they can, you can't say anything. Like, exactly. It, it's sorry. Exactly. So, I, it was just something I was curious about because we didn't get to talk about it last week because obviously you weren't here. Yeah. Um, we will have to get you and Irfan on the same show at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get lots sure. of different thoughts. Um, my final thought for this week, get ready, folks. There's a lot coming your way. Seattle expansion draft happens on the 21st. The Olympics technically start the 21st but the opening ceremony is the 23rd right um the the events that are held the first two days are not televised but you can find them streaming so if you're if you're curious and want to watch there's some soccer matches and some softball matches they're available go give them a watch it'll be it'll be entertaining still um nhl draft is the week after i believe when is the nhl draft uh, I think so. Let's check. NHL draft is June tw- or July twenty third to twenty fourth. So, okay. Friday, Saturday. So yeah. there you go. Even more stuff going on then. Um, there's so much going on this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> My head almost hurts that there's so much going on this week in the sporting yeah. world. So. Keep your eyes peeled. We will try to bring you as much as we can across the network between all of our shows. Make sure you check them out. Um, Betting House is killing it. Obviously, you guys have to have gone through a little bit of a, a change here, but you guys are doing great stuff there. Irfan over with Touchline Thoughts with Paige, who we mentioned signed. She's now doing fitness testing already for next season. <laughs> Don't miss fitness uh, testing, eh, Kyle? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, Ryan over at 20 minutes. We're, we're holding down the fort for you guys. So just keep keep everything locked. We got you covered. And uh, we'll make sure we bring you more up-to-date sports as they come. For now, we are going to say goodbye. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.